cult podcast features adult themes and graphic descriptions of violence, and it's not recommended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Seriously. If you like our podcast, please follow us on Instagram at cult podcast or Twitter at cult podcast show for show updates. And please rate and review the show on iTunes. If you've been in a cult and you want to tell us about it, email us at cultpodcastshow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And most importantly, enjoy the show. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Thank you, and welcome to the Cult Podcast. This is Paige Wesley speaking with my co-host. Marie Tabella. It's a good one this week. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited, too. Um, I should start by saying that originally I'm from Portland, Oregon, so... This cult is really exciting to me because it a lot of it takes place in Portland and the Dalles. This is the Rajneeshi cult. Woo. Woo. There's so much to know. Um, this may be a two-parter, guys. We'll see. It's pretty lengthy. It's a dense one. It is, but it's good. And it's not... It's dark, but it can't hold a fucking candle, candle to last week. <laughs> last week. No one is putting brains in cauldrons. No, no. I think that might be the darkest we'll ever find. I mean, I wouldn't dare people. No, no. <laughs> Don't try to top it. Do please. not. Do not try to top it. So this one's got a little humor to it. I mean, it's terrible, but you know, we'll get to that. Okay, so... The Rajneeshi cult was inspired by Indian mystic Bhagwan Three Rajneesh, a.k.a. Osho. Oh, and I should also say, much like my last reporting, this one I will also be fucking up a lot of how things are pronounced. And again, don't care. <laughs> so don't tell me about it. Or don't tell me and expect me to respond. All right. So... He was actually a small town philosophy professor in India who decided rather than just teaching and going about a normal career path, he was going to capitalize on enlightenment, uh, which really isn't a foreign concept. A lot of people do. Yeah. He would have probably just been a lot better off here starting out off the bat than in India or Oregon. If he had come to L.A., he could have had his own talk show. He could have had a talk show. He could have a... I can't... Words are not coming out of my mouth. He could have had a talk show, Mm -hmm. his own church, his own following, and it would have been funded by Will Smith or something. So, you know. Anyway... He did what any good cult leader does and decided to promote sexual freedom as well to draw more people and get more people interested in whatever it is he was saying was the path to enlightenment. And he was really focusing on getting people in America to his lectures and his therapies. And it's I think it's super true. If you sexualize anything, yes. Americans will follow. We love it. We like, love that shit. Burgers, anything, anything. Anything. For my 19th birthday, I was lured into into my surprise party okay. by my friend simply coming into my dorm room and being like, hey, come check out this like super weird porn I just found. <laughs> and I was like, all right. That's all it took. That's so, a surefire <laughs> way to make me go almost anywhere. Anywhere, right? If you're like, hey, by the way. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum made a sex tape. I'm like, yeah. fucking where is it? <laughs> Show me right now. So he was doing pretty much whatever he could to get Americans on board with whatever shit he was trying to sell. 
Americans were also looking for a lot of answers at the time. It was after Vietnam and the world economy was crumbling and it was just a shit show. So Americans were all about finding answers. Uh, the government in India was not super keen on the Rajneesh uh, ideology um, or his, you know, illegal behavior like smuggling and tax fraud. Right. Um, so they took their show to Oregon. Interesting. Tax the, fraud's a really common cult thing. Too. It is. Like, yes. Like Scientology had a ton of tax yeah. fraud earlier on. Oh, for sure. So they go to the Dalles in 1981 and took over 100 square miles of rangeland. I don't, I don't know anything about the Dalles. Um, I don't go there. I don't. I have no <laughs> idea. There's ranches. There's farms. That's like pretty much all I know. That was true then, and it is true now. So you can imagine that this random cult from India just springing up on 64,000 acres probably stood out. Yeah. Especially since they wore only orange or red from head to toe and wore beads with Rajneesh's face on it. That's, again, orange and red is a super common one, too. Yes. that was Sai Baba always wore orange and red. Yeah, that's a big color for cults, that yeah. family of colors. Hare Krishna is orange, too. Yeah. Maybe it's Indian-based cults. I, I think it is. Okay. I think it's predominantly Indian-based cults. That's the impression I get anyway. One of the things he was really into that Indian culture really wasn't was the fact that he is promoting enlightenment, but he's also super materialistic. So he wanted to have as many Rolls Royces as humanly possible. That's an interesting goal. It is. Um, he ended up with 93 Rolls Royces. Damn. Yeah. And it's funny because my family, as you know, they're pretty into cars, like yeah, I was telling yeah, you. Yeah. So they knew the guy who had the Rolls Royce dealership, and he was breaking all kinds of records selling all these Rolls Royces. <laughs> specifically to them. Yeah. yeah. So, and my mom said she'd see like broken down Rolls Royces just fucking everywhere. And it's like, oh, there's another Rajneeshi car. Like people knew. Really? Yeah. Um, so the, the disciples that followed him, they're referred to as new sannyasins um, or just sannyasins. And like I said, they all wore wooden beads with his face on them. Um, he had a chief of staff and her name was Ma Anand Sheila. She was born Sheila Patel. She's 31 years old. And she was really the ringleader for all of the bad shit. She was crazy. Like, <laughs> Well, I mean... You know, yeah, like you've got a cult that's hell bent on owning Rolls Royces, yeah, like not the most sane, no, saying no. And her thing is, she was just super power hungry and made it her mission to charm all the organ ranchers and farmers, okay. um, to kind of get them on their side so they could build whatever they wanted on their land, or so she thought. Um, she thought that they would be able to build a city on their ranch land and they could take that whole place over. But ranchers and farmers in Oregon were not super down with that. Well, also, I mean, like, who's gonna be? Well, like, yeah. Yeah, who's gonna be, with, like, okay with somebody just being like, yeah, I'm just gonna put a city here. I'm just gonna pop in a city right here real quick. Yeah. Don't mind us. Yeah, no, and there's zoning laws and all kinds of things that she did not look into when she made that purchase. Or didn't care. Both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, both. Um, so she even hosted a cowboy dance in Madras, Oregon. So she invited them all to, like, a big hoedown. 
and it's so it's like a bunch of Indian people in orange robes and a bunch of cowboys. Interesting. And I. I wonder like, how it went. Like Bollywood meets Stagecoach. I have no idea. I don't know, but I want to see a movie musical. I want to see it. a movie, and I kind of wish I was there. Right? Yeah. yeah. I want to see that. Yeah. And also, the commune itself, everyone had to be vegetarian. Mm. Um, so, which is also very com- common in Indian culture. It's super common in cults as, in general, too, because like Heaven's Gate was like, oh, that's largely right. Vegetarian as yeah. well. So despite being vegetarian, she still purchased 50 heads of cattle from the Wasco County Commissioner to try to get them on her good side. Okay. Like I said, they wanted to build their entire city and made this a decision with zero understanding of Oregon law, which does limit how many people and buildings can be on ranch land. Um, There were about 2,000 people. Wow. Yeah. That were in their little city. And she thought she could just bribe and trick her way into getting everything she wanted for her city. I mean, I mean that, that, that's a lot of people. It's a lot of people, but that's also... Like Woodstock amounts of people. Yeah. But all the time. All the time. And, you know, but any egomaniacal cult figurehead, they're always like, whatever, I can bribe and I'll get what I want. I can pay them right. off and I'll get what I want. But it didn't work that way. And it got dangerous. So... Her husband, John Shelfer, a.k.a. Swami J, um, he was a former New York banker, and she also had a uh, trusted associate, David Knapp, who went by Swami Krishna Diva, and he was originally a therapist from California. So I can see him buying into that shit a little bit more than the banker from New York, but whatever. So they worked up a plan, the three of them, to go have a meeting with the Wasco County planners. And those two guys hid their affiliation with the cult entirely so they could just seem like legitimate, oh, we we support this decision. We live there too. We think it's a really great idea. Mm. Rather than being like, we are also in this commune and, right. you know. Um, they would. They thought they would seem less biased. They told them that their goal was simply at that point to turn the farmland into a commune meant to restore the rangeland. So they didn't say anything about wanting to build businesses and companies and everything. I mean, how do you restore rangeland? It's already rangeland, right? right? Yeah. They okay. wanted to, I don't know, make, make it, it nicer. Make it more rangy. Make it rangier. <laughs> <laughs> so Dan DeRoe, he was a new planner for the county, and he thought it was an intriguing idea. Like, okay, these people just want to tend to the land and hang out there. Fine. Like, what harm can that do? You can have 150 people that live there. Right. And they're like, yeah, that sounds great. Uh, they had 2,000 people living yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind of like in L.A. when you find an apartment and they're like, how many people? And people are like, one. Yeah. And then there's nine. There's like nine. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So Dan DeRoe asked them if they were a religious organization at all. And Sheila immediately said, no, we celebrate life and laughter. We are simple farmers. <laughs> but those don't necessarily go hand in hand. Like farmers right. get up at the ass crack of dawn. They work their asses off. Right. They're not celebrating life and laughter. They're not wearing robes. They're not conducive to, you know, farm work. No, of course not. So in order to stay under the radar, the Rajanishis would hide extra mattresses whenever people would come, uh, whenever inspectors would come. extra mattresses? A lot. 2,000 people. Yeah. That's 150. That's like, 
What is it? An extra barn that's just mattresses? Basically, oh and I don't God. know how they did. That. I mean, I have no idea how you hide all that. And people. I mean, like they should have yeah. joined the Underground Railroad. You could have like <laughs> funneled so many people. Yeah, you're hiding two thousand people. There's only supposed to be hundred and fifty. Right. Oh yeah, my God. they had skill. So, well, kind of. You'll see, they fuck up a lot of things. Right. So, um, but their Rajneeshi lawyers told them to befriend the environmental group 1,000 Friends of Oregon since at that point they decided they were going to make their push to build their own city. Okay. Sheila and Krishna Deva, um, the California therapist, mm-hmm. and remember him. Just yeah. keep that name in, mm-hmm. in your mind. They met with the lawyers to talk about the city or talk to the to talk about making a city on their land to accommodate the growing population of people joining them. Because apparently they were like, oh, we just have so many people that want to come help and live right. on this rangeland. We're going to need to build a city. Oh, geez. And they were like, no, that makes no sense. You don't need a city in the middle of an agricultural operation. It doesn't make sense. Right. So Sheila tried to bribe them and get them on her side. And they were just like, no, yeah. fuck that. So she was pissed like out for blood immediately and she would do pretty much whatever she could to discredit them and she'd go on television and talk about how they're just um puppets in a political scheme and whatever and they eventually started to retaliate and be like no this woman's a lunatic and they would hand out flyers with her photo on it to warn people and be like don't listen to her. Don't join whatever she's trying to do. She's nuts. Right. So even other leaders at the commune were starting to get bothered by her behavior just because she was a fucking psycho. Right, right. And, well, and I mean, you've got to be bothered if you're living on top of each other. There's two yeah. thousand of you. You're constantly having to hide just so this right. lady can have her weird city. Exactly. I would get annoyed with her after a while. Of course. And they had all been forced to give all their money to the commune. Right. Cut off ties to all their friends and family. You know, everything that a normal cult has you do. So basically, they're just giving all their money to, what, buy Rolls Royces for this guru? Yeah. So It's like Creflo Dollar. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, why why do we have to live like this? But you get to have 93 Rolls Royces and diamond Rolexes. It just doesn't add up. That's the thing that always bothers me about cults. Because I'm like, at what point do you guys go like, hey, um, right. this sucks. We're eating gruel. Right. Yeah. You have they had terrible life. food. Yeah. Terrible food. Oof. So Krishna Deva actually wrote a letter to the guru saying that Shin- Sheila was hindering uh, the efforts of the cult Ooh, and of the guru. Damn. Yeah, but the guru was just like stopping a pussy, basically. <gasps> yeah. Damn. It was rough. Uh huh. So Krishna Deva at that point started documenting everything so he could eventually negotiate a plea deal when all of this came crumbling down. Um, and he wasn't the only one. A lot of people were starting to tell the guru that Sheila was crazy, uh, but he remained firm, very firm that. She spoke for him, and anything she said was not to be challenged. Wow. Yeah. So now that things are heating up for Sheila, cracks start to form in the commune. People are starting to question things a little more, and they're not really feeling like what she's doing is honest, and it's getting weird. Just because she's getting so angry all the time. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, some California donors and members joined and they went to the Dalles from California to go live on the ranch. And as Californians do, they kind of did their own thing. They were like, we're not living in that shit house. Like we're going to have our own house. We're going to drive Jaguars. We're not eating that food. That does sound like us. Yeah, it was very, yeah. Oh, it would be me if I was going to join a cult. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm, I'm going to join, but I'm not giving up my clothes. I'm not putting on that fucking orange robe. I can tell you that. (laughs) This this is nice, but uh, I'm just going to keep my Honda. It's more gas. efficient. Yeah, totally. (laughs) So they kind of did what they they wanted, and uh, a couple of them, some notable ones. One was Francoise Ruddy. She was the ex-wife of the Godfather producer. Yeah, that's what yeah, I was yeah. going to say. I was like, that name is real familiar. Yeah. And then John Wally was an ER uh, physician. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. They changed their names to Ma Prem Hasya and Swami Dihan John. Oh, I don't know why people do that. It's very confusing. It's very confusing. I mean, I, I feel like no one ever put, picks like great names either. They're no, just like, they pick shit names that are hard to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get it if you were born with a name that's hard to say, but if you're yeah, a white not your lady, fault. that's just like nah, nah. <laughs> My name is Rajivodad now, yeah, and you're yeah. like, oh man, Come Janice, on. knock it off. <laughs> Stop it, Janice. So fucking Janice here <laughs> marries the guru's doctor. So she's all buddy-buddy with the guru now. Right. Does she get a Rolls Royce? No, she still has a Jaguar, though. Okay. I mean, that's so, still pretty solid. Yeah, it's pretty good. And also, I would I would also like to note that the doctor, there's always a doctor friend. Yeah. And they're always fucked up. Well, yeah. I mean, well, there's always... The doctor friend is almost always covering shit up for people. Always. I feel like, have you seen Donald Trump's doctor? No. Oh, my God. I didn't know he had a doctor friend. Oh, my God. He looks like if a pro wrestler pretended to be a doctor. Like, okay. That, like, he's got crazy frizzy hair, and he's, like, still kind of chubby and weird glasses. Like, he looks like he's not an actual doctor. Like Donald Trump was like, just give this homeless guy a coat and we'll see what happens. Like, (laughs) that's what it looks like. And he's always like, no, he's in perfect health. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's always the one just swearing that Donald Trump has no health problems. Definitely not cholesterol. (laughs) Definitely not cholesterol and not blood pressure. (laughs) He should just golf all the time. All the time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and well, and Michael Jackson's doctor. Oh my God. I mean, doctor, I don't know if I trust you guys. I don't know. I mean, the last time I had like big dental work done, they put me under the way they did Michael Jackson. And that shit was great. Oh, I mean, it sounds awesome. Um, They literally like turn your brain off and then like turn it right back on. I'm cool with that. There's like no downtime. It's awesome. Okay. I mean, like don't do it forever. Or for fun. No, no. I mean, it's not Probably. fun. Like on your own. It's more just convenience if someone's going to like you know, dislocate your jaw for a bit and rip some teeth out, then like, yeah, then yeah, do sign that. me up. Right, right. For sure. So, and anyway, at any rate, um, Sheila was not into the Californians who she referred to as the Hollywood group. And that, she, you know what, she's taking Oregon on very strongly because <laughs> people in Oregon fucking hate people from California. I know. You know who else does? People in Boise. Oh. I was astounded. <laughs> it was like the whole Pacific Northwest. Yeah, they hate California people. I, it was hilarious. I did comedy kind of in like Eastern Washington and Boise 
and there were so many stickers of like keep California yeah. out of Boise. And I was like, I didn't know we were coming to Boise. Apparently. Like flocking. I had no idea. Flocking to Boise. I mean, it's lovely. Boise is lovely. Sure. But I'm not packing up anytime soon. No. Like there's sunshine here. I fled Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, you guys aren't all that. I'm just kidding. Oregon, it's a beautiful state. Portland's a lovely town. I mean, not for me. Yeah. Uh, Boise was 10 degrees. <laughs> That's the problem. I just don't like rain. I get it. I mean, I love rain all the time. Yeah. I like it sometimes. I mean, I grew up in the Bay Area where yeah. we, we rain hard and, yeah. and I miss it. So, I it's get nice it. when it's. You know, fall or winter, or whatever. Right. But when it's all the fucking time, I mean, sign me up. But I know I'm weird. Really? Yeah, yeah. You should move to Portland. I know, I know. Like, if if comedy wasn't a thing, yeah. Like, I totally because I love cold. Oh, I go there. Cold. You'll love it, I Portland. Love rain. We have I, another Californian for you. I know, right? I love, but I love like staying inside. Okay. Like, if I was there, I would just be, like, inside next to a window with a cup of coffee all day long. And, like, yeah. that's not a job. No, <laughs> Like, you it's can't not. just do that. It's I love not. Seattle, though. Seattle's beautiful, too. Seattle's great. Yeah. They're great cities. Yeah. They are. But they do. They hate people from California. I, I mean, like I said, not planning to move anytime yeah. soon. Whenever I go and they're like, oh, where are you from? And I say Los Angeles. Because now I just say, I mean, it's been 10 years that I've been yeah, in Southern yeah, California. Yeah. So it is not well received. Really? Oh, no. I mean, we, when I was in Boise, um, every Uber driver we had was from California. <laughs> so it was one of those things where like, we, we were like, Californians aren't moving here. And then we'd get into an Uber and be like, where are you from? And, and we're like, California. And, and they're like, Los like, Angeles, bro. Yeah, they'd be like, <laughs> me too. And you're like, what? When did you move here? Like three years ago. Oh my god! Yeah, it was it was crazy. Well, if there's anything we have a lot of, it's Uber drivers. Uh, you know, and part of me wondered if they were like actually intending to move there, or if they just took a real long fare up there and were like, "Yeah, I'm gonna stay. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> like, stay. I'm not, I'm not gonna." Uh, you know, California's great and all, but it was such a long drive back. Yeah, I might as well just stay here or whatever. <laughs> um. So anyway. Sheila hated the Californians. Right. They're the Hollywood group. So this is the point where she starts to really lose her shit and she bugs the whole ranch. So okay. she wiretaps the entire thing. Oh, wait, wait, I thought you meant bugs like annoy. Like you mean no, wiretap. wiretaps. Oh my God. <laughs> she wants to know what every single doing? thing that is said oh and done God. in that ranch. Well, and you know, a ton of it's just going to be like, have you seen my sock? I don't know. I thought it was next yeah. to your keys. Yeah. Where's the keys to the other Rolls Royce? Well, you had them last. Did you eat <laughs> like, my yogurt? I don't it know. It was I, vegan. I could swear I had a lean cuisine in I here. Don't, I don't like, get it. Did I eat that Santa Fe one yesterday? Like... Wait. Did you turn on the lights? Who turned on the lights? I told you to turn those off whenever you go to bed. I don't want to watch Law and Order. We always watch Law and Order, oh, and so that's what you want to watch. And CSI too. I mean, baby, it's the same thing. Well, the I don't want to watch the news. The thing. news is terrible. It's like, not even interesting. That's all. That's it would what be. it was. <laughs> that's all. It would yeah. Be. But here's the best. So she also puts a secret recording device next to the guru's favorite chair. Oh. And when he was like, shit. "What is this?" She's like, 
It's a panic button. No. Panic button for what? Oh my, what does it do? Who does it go to? Oh Who does it alert? What? Why do you believe that you are not a guru? Um, <laughs> this is my favorite thing in cults when there is something blatantly weird. Yeah. And people are like, it's a miracle. Right. It's a panic button. And people just go, okay. And I'm like, it. you can vote. Yeah. Like, you drive yeah. places. Yeah. You buy milk at the grocery store. Right. Like, how? 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 He bought it. Oh my god! Wait, but what? Did, part of me is like, what do you think it goes to? Like, that's my is question. It a panic like, room? Does like, it go to the police? Because the police, I don't think they like you. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> is it like a siren? I yeah. Don't know. Yeah, hmm. I don't know. So he was like, "All right, that's cool." And she <laughs> had some trusted Sanyasins, um, members of the commune, who would tell her what was going on by not only monitoring the equipment but just eavesdropping in general. So she had a bunch of little narcs. Shannon drank Janice's yogurt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so even the guru gets kind of sick of her shit right. after a certain point, And he rips her a new asshole in front of everyone and reminds her that he's in control. Yes. But I she's mean, normally like, I don't cheer for a guru. But I like, know. This time, yes. But like, yes. But no, because she decides that, well, okay, two of your nearest and dearest must now die. Oh, yeah. shit. As far as the state of Oregon goes and Wasco County, where they were, they also weren't super into Sheila or her plans. Well, yeah. I mean, she's been pestering them to build a city and then right. it's just being crazy. Yeah. And she's obnoxious and bribing them and like clearly involved in some shady shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not fooling anybody. No, not a one. So, but the Rajneeshis that are still on her side decide they're going to start intimidating everyone in the area to get them to do what they want. Damn. They started intimidating public officials. That was who they began with. Right. Always uh, a good place to start. Always a good place. So they got to Bill Hulse, who was a Wasco County commissioner and a wheat rancher. Ooh. And they started parking outside of his house and just staring to freak out his family. And you can't miss like No, you can't like, miss like, two people in orange robes and a Rolls Royce. Rolls Royce. <laughs> just staring at you. Oh my god. Least <laughs> subtle. Just get a Ford Taurus yeah. and some sweatshirt. Yeah. Like, come on. For sure. But so Governor Vika TA, he really wanted to counsel um, tolerance. He wanted everyone to just stop the bullshit and get along. Like the people who are against them, the people who are for it. Like just everybody just relax. Let's try to get along. Um, and really his main goal was to just say like, hey, it's their constitutional right to say whatever they want and do what they want. Right. Let them do it even if you disagree. Eh, some people were cool with that. Others not so much. Others kept seeing Rolls Royces full of people right. in red robes outside their house. Right. And they're like, no, what? They can't do that. But it really Stop. wasn't illegal to, to like sit on a public street. Yeah. I mean, so, it's not illegal to be fucking weird. No, it's not. Um, so, but the Rajneeshis decided that Dan Duro was one of their main targets because okay. he was the, uh, the planning guy that I told you guys about right, earlier. Yeah. yeah. He was kind of in charge of their day to day, what they could and could not do on their land. So they really wanted to make sure that he was terrified of them. And so one of the things they would do is go to his office and just like fuck up people's desks <laughs> and throw things around. Oh my God. This reminds me of like, I had a horrible admin job when I first moved to Los Angeles where I would collect rich people's mail and <laughs> open it and then scan email it to them. 
Yeah, they'll pay you like $15 an hour to do that, by the way. I didn't uh, know that was a job. It's a it's a real job. And one of the rich people was a lawyer, and she was a defense lawyer. So she would get letters from prisoners. And there was one from a lady who was in prison for stalking, which I don't know how much you know about stalking. It's real fucking hard to put somebody in prison for it. Yeah. But one of the things that she had done, because she listed it out in one of her letters, is she broke into her ex-boyfriend's house and redecorated it. <laughs> <laughs> and then broke into his office and replaced all the photos with photos of them, like sleeping with the enemy level shit. As oh if you just God. like walked into your office one day and it was just all of a sudden pictures of you and your ex just like everywhere. So I get why that would be like. That's hilarious. Like fucking up somebody's desk is a good plan because it, it gets to the core of where you are every day. Exactly. <laughs> we I actually know somebody who they have a. A business in Portland and they had somebody that worked for them and one day she just locked herself in like everybody went home for the night and she hid she got wasted on like their company alcohol that was in there and just fucked up everyone's desk <laughs> disappeared and was never seen or heard from again oh she's my hero she might have joined the Rajneeshis I mean maybe I was it the same time no oh but maybe she's gonna bring it back who knows yeah. I like her style I do too so he started to get worried because these people were clearly being such dicks. So he had his kids leave and go live with his ex-wife out of town because he was kind of afraid of whatever they were going to try to pull next. Right. Um, they would trip his colleagues. They would poke holes in his car, like tires. They're just douchebags all around. Right, right. Just yeah. like walking next to them and trip. Yeah. Them? Or they'd what like assholes? hold the door open for them. And then if one of them was like carrying a bunch of stuff, they'd trip them. Jeez. Yeah, they suck. These people were really rude. I just love that it's like like changing people's minds by pranking. Yeah, like it's super first, immature. Yeah, this is the first cult we've had where it's just like pranks. <laughs> it's a lot of pranks. The pranks escalate, but they're so bad at everything they do yes. that it doesn't really matter. Right. Um, the attorney general, David Fraunmeyer, started to really press his case that their little city that they were building anyway should be declared completely illegal. And Sheila had convinced her disciples that the commune was really in danger and had enemies and that the guru was also in danger. So she would use the people that she was able to convince to set up secret squads for various attacks um, since she was really getting sick of all the bureaucratic red tape. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Which, sure. I mean, yeah, that can get annoying, but like... I get it, but still. I'm not going to go fuck up their offices. I mean, that's the... Like, so these are squads to, like, continue fucking up offices? Like, prank squads? Yeah. More Damn. or less. Prank squads. Sheila. Mm-hmm. Queen of the pranks. Yes. And one of her BFFs was Diane Oning. I know I'm saying that wrong. Uh, changed her name to Ma Anand Pooja or Puya. Also unclear. Uh, we're going to say... <laughs> no pronunciation, guy. No. I'm going to say Puya. I think it's Puya. But anyway, she made poison for the commune. Jeez. How do you learn to make poison? She was a nurse. Oh, okay. And had a, an interest in chemistry. Well, there you go. So she decides to start making poison and keep that on hand just in case they need it. Right. Um, she supervised the ranch's medical department, which I love that they had in the first place. Right, right. And she had this little lab where she would just experiment with viruses and bacteria um, so she could fulfill Sheila's request of just having that kind of stuff on hand. And did you see Wonder Woman? Yes. 
Okay, so she's like that lady she's that had like half a face or whatever. Face, yeah. yeah, that's her. Damn. Right. So Sheila and her death nurse started to give vials of salmonella to the Ooh. secret teams to spread all around the dolls. Damn. Yeah. Like in people's like Food. crops. On their in the grocery store, like on the produce and that kind of thing, Shit, like at their desk on their frozen lean cuisine, pretty much. Yeah, man, assholes. So, but initially, again, their main target was public officials. So, at, this is the point where it turns, and they're just like, "Nope, fuck it, you're all getting poisoned." Right? Shit. Yeah. So, Swami Krishna Deva, who was now the mayor of Rajneeshpuram, their not city, their not city, yeah. Okay. He smeared the mixture uh, of the poison onto fixtures in the men's restroom at the Wasco County Courthouse. Fuck. Yeah. And Sheila and her groupies would go put it all over the produce in the grocery store. Ma Dylan Yogini, a.k.a. Alma Peralta, she would shake politicians' hands and have it on her hands to spread it around the political rally. Damn. Mm -hmm. But no one was getting sick. Well, right, because isn't salmonella a bloodborne pathogen? I mean... Like, you have to ingest it. I mean, so the produce yeah. would be the only one that I would think would be successful. Right. Like, unless you're going to suck on your hands. Which I do. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. You don't know my life. You don't know my life, guys. No, she... Nobody was getting sick. Right. So, um, the Wasco County... Commissioners Ray Matthew and Bill Hulse, who I had mentioned earlier, right. they had to go take a tour of the ranch around that time. Right. So Sheila came up with a little plan. Mm-hmm. She was determined to get these guys just so sick. Damn. So while they were taking a look around the commune, the Rajneeshis drained their tires. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they were, were like, yeah, we can fix that for 15 bucks. It'll take us a few minutes if you just want to hang out. But it was really hot out. Right. So that nurse, Puya, was like, do you guys want some water? (gasps) They're like, yeah, of course, it's hot. So she gave them glasses of water. They guzzled it down. That night, Hulse woke up with absolutely unbearable stomach pain. Yeah, salmonella is no joke. Yeah, no joke. He went to the hospital. Ray Matthew, he did not go to the hospital, but he was immobile in bed for two days. And it kind of sounds like Hulse got a a larger dose because his doctors actually said that he would have died had he not gone to the hospital. Wow. Yeah. He was there for four days. Damn. <clears throat> that's a lot of salmonella. It is because typically like you can just kind of walk it off. Like it sucks. It sucks. You're going to puke. Yeah. You're going to shit. You're going to puke and shit at the same time. Yes. It's going to suck for your bathroom floor. Right. Right. But other than that. Yeah. Um, Hulse knew immediately. He's like, I was poisoned by the Rajneeshis. I know this for a fact. And he announced that publicly. Right. They denied it, of course, up and down. But once the commune collapsed, they were like, yeah, okay, we did that. <laughs> yeah, we totally did that. <laughs> yeah, we totally did that, guys. Sorry. Um, Bhagwan, three Rajneesh, and Sheila, that, that's the guru, um, they hoped that this would deter the Wasco County commissioners from hindering any growth on their property. Um, but Bajwan wanted them to keep going, keep pushing and making people sick and just Jeez. taking it to the next level. Knock it off. Yes. But he came up with a really 
quite a brilliant scheme and decided he wanted to get one of their own on the county's board of commissioners. Very common among cults. Yeah, they love to get involved in politics. Dude, that's local politics. Is is a lot of politics. I know. Oh, yes. I'm excited. So they wanted their own direct voice on Rancho Rajneesh, which I think is a really funny name. I mean, I'm going to say that Rancho Rajneesh is better than Rajneesh Purim. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So they selected their choice of who would run, and she went off to go live in the Dalles and got rid of any affiliation with the commune at all so people wouldn't know that she mm-hmm. was part of their little cult. Yeah. Um, th- this was a plan that had two parts because getting her to run and whatnot, that's one thing, but right. now you have to get people to actually vote for her. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit next week. People don't like voting for people in cults. It's, no, it's not common. That's why we don't have very many Scientologist, you that's know, true. political figures. It's that's true. So what they did is they wanted to make as many Wasco County residents sick as they could so that they wouldn't show up to the polls, but also bring in a shit ton of people to join their cult in time for the election Election. and have them vote. So the only real way to do that quickly was to just round up as many homeless people as they could find. And, like, give them food. And give them food. They promised them food, beer, and rest. Damn. And brought them to their commune. They decided at first they were going to poison the water supply for Wasco County, but that was actually too hard. They couldn't get enough poison. Right. So they're like, okay, I mean, that we're takes just so much poison. A lot. So instead, they decided they're just going to poison all of the town's restaurants. So one of them gets a cab and she's just like, can you just take me to every restaurant and just like, let me run in real quick and I'll run back and then we'll go to the next. And he was like, sure. Expensive as hell. But. Expensive, but also, who is this cab driver that's not like, mm, that's weird? Yeah, well, and also, who are these restaurants that's just letting a stranger, like, I and mean, she'd have to go to the back? She was going specifically to restaurants that had salad bars. Oh, yeah. okay. So up and down the gorge, people were getting sick, and the hospital emergency room started just overflowing with people. Case of salmonella. Uh-huh. And they were all so sick and suffering from the same symptoms. Everybody was suspicious that it was the Rajneeshis and they kind of were all whispering that that was who it was, but there was no real proof. And then one state health official was like, it was not that the kitchen employees weren't washing their hands correctly. Uh, But like the kitchen employees at every single restaurant. Yeah. Like every single restaurant. Exactly. So that truth came out again once the commune collapsed. Right. Um, Part two of the plan was also in full swing. The Rajneeshis were chartering buses and rounding up homeless people all, all over the place. And this kind of backfired on them because no knock on homeless people, but they can be a bit unruly. Yeah, I mean, not the most reliable bunch. No. And they also didn't anticipate seeing so much mental illness and yeah, well, I mean, that's a huge reason why people end up homeless sometimes, right. is that they have, you know, mental illness that has not been treated, or they don't and have... And they don't have access to the treatment. The resources. Yeah, right. that's a huge thing. Yeah, it was, it was not good. So they were breaking out into huge fights Ooh, on the commune. So Rajneesh, she's... Yeah, a lot of bum fights on the commune. So Damn. 
Rajneeshis did what they do best, and they just started poisoning their beer and making them all pass out. Oh, my God. Yeah. They love to poison people. They love it. I feel like this is one of the few cults that's, like, hell-bent on poison. They are all about biological warfare. Like, I know that, you know, Om Shinrikyo kind of had a little bit of it, and Jonestown definitely loved to poison people. Yeah. But, like, this is insane. This is a lot. They fucking love poison. They love it. And because, of course, they had eavesdropping equipment all over, right. they even caught one guy, Felton Walker, he was one of the guys they'd bust in, saying that he wanted to kidnap the guru. So then they snatched him up. Yeah. And I thought they were going to kill this guy, but they didn't. They just strapped him to a gurney and then injected him with that truth serum. Okay. And they tried to get him to admit his plan, but he wouldn't talk. Yeah. So my guess is is this was just like the ramblings of some guy and he had no real intention or thought to do it, but. Right. Well, and sodium barbitol is not necessarily known for no. its effectiveness. No. And so they kicked him off the ranch after a couple more days of keeping him sedated. So at first, the Rajneeshis just gave the really unruly people bus tickets home. And that kind of started getting expensive since yeah. they pulled them from all over. So then right. they just started dropping them off in nearby towns. Oh, so no. all these small towns in Wasco County were overflowing with homeless people who had no clue where they were. Yeah. And, and like the town doesn't even know where they came from. No. So it's just like you have a homeless problem overnight. Overnight. So Jeez. this was a big fucking problem for the yeah. locals. They were not happy about it and they actually they knew that it came from the Rajneeshis so they were actually a little bit worried for their safety because the locals were so angry they thought that they were going to go attack them on their commune so the Oregon State Police and National Guard came up with contingency plans consisting of 10,000 soldiers in the attempt of an attack yeah they were ready so at that point Sheila invites Governor Vicatia and Attorney General Dave Fraunmeyer to the ranch to talk but of course at this point both of these guys are like no fuck that like we don't want any part of your ranch you've poisoned our people like you are not that's like negotiating with terrorists you just don't no so um she was hounding them and eventually a ta agreed to let one of his staff meet with her which i'm sure she was like thanks (laughs) thanks a lot awesome thank you that's great so Atiyah hoped that their conversation would bring in some calm to the intensity, to the intense situation. But, you know, Sheila was crazy. She wasn't going to let any calmness mm-hmm. go down. So his chief of staff, Geraldine Jerry Thompson, agreed to meet with Sheila in a state office building in downtown Portland with the head of Oregon State Police in tow in case anything goes wrong. And they also planted officers all around the building. So they were pretty safe. I mean, as safe as you can be in this situation. And as long as you don't drink anything from her or shake her hand, I feel like you're probably fine. Or or eat anything she is near. Exactly. And Sheila showed up with Swami Dave or Krishna Dave diva swami krishna deva with her the mayor of rajneesh puram aka rancho rajneesh i like rancho i prefer rancho rajneesh you know what like because rancho rajneesh just sounds like a fun resort it does with you know like a weight loss resort yeah yeah it sounds much better than rajneesh puram so she immediately launched into her demands which included don't deport the guru Drop all the court cases, disbanding um, 
Rajneesh Param Rancho Rajneesh and remove any land use obstacles to their compound. What? So she just wants it all. Like homegirl. Yeah. Pick your battles. Yeah. And her, her side was, and if you do all this, I will get all the homeless people out of the small cities. Right. Thompson was like, no deal. Well, like, yeah, yeah. Cause, you're ridiculous. Well, and I wouldn't trust her as far as I could throw her. Like, no. why would you trust somebody who is, like, known to have poisoned a fuck ton of people? Yeah, there's no... Re- you're, you're not going to reason with this woman. No, she's, she's not insane. trustworthy. She's clearly crazy. That's like us trying to make deals with Kim Jong-un, where it's like, yeah. put it down. Put it down. Put it down. Come on, let's hug it out. Come on now. Yeah. You, didn't, you wouldn't like it if we did that to you. Right. It's not going to work. So Sheila loses her shit and starts right. yelling at Thompson. And Thompson's like, we're done. Get out. Oh, geez. No. So, but Krishna Deva, who I told you to keep in your mind. Yeah, yeah. He kind of pokes his, you know, head back in. And he's like, hey, just keep talking to us. Mm. And at that, from that point on, he kept Jerry Thompson abreast of anything that was going on that was hinky at the ranch. Ooh. Yeah, so he's not a total dummy. Yeah, exactly. Solid mayor. Solid. So, um, Sheila kept those she trusted close by giving them private homes, cars, and nice clothing in order to keep them loyal. And her and her team were getting very, very paranoid that people were going to really start trying to hurt the guru. And they really were panicking about the fate of the compound. Not everyone on the compound knew about the stuff that was going on. And they were just like, we're kind of just here to meditate and eat gruel. Right, right. So, yeah. We just love gruel. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But they didn't want to say anything to her about it, though, because... She challenged their beliefs, or I mean, right. if they challenged her beliefs, she would either kick them out. And all these people that were in that cult, like all cults, they gave up everything they knew. They cut right. ties. So they had no money. They go. were really trapped. So they yeah. were like, "Okay, this sucks, but like, where are we going to go?" Right. Right. Yeah. Um. So by 1984, Sheila was so stressed out that she was just on like a whole pharmacy's worth of medication. <laughs> she was going crazy, and her ideas—that's what she needs. More meds. More meds. So since San, since Dan DeRoe had stopped construction on their ranch, she reasoned that he wouldn't be able to completely stop construction if she lit his entire office on fire. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong, but... Okay. Uh... Everything they're doing is still illegal, so... I mean, it's it's definitely illegal, and it's definitely bonkers, uh, but it's definitely going to put a stop to some of his work activities. It will hinder it, for oh, sure, yeah, but it will resume sure. at some point. At some point. I mean, they will rebuild. Yes. So she gathered six other Rajneeshis to go over plans of the Wasco County Planning Department um, so they would know the ins and outs and be able to torch it. They had an apartment that they rented in Portland under fake names, and that was kind of their safe house. They also had a Buick that they kept at the airport, and that was their safe car, too. So people didn't always see her Rolls Royce. <laughs> they were like, shh. Yeah. It's still an old person car, yeah. <laughs> but like not quite the same old person quite not car. as bougie of an old person. Right, yeah. right. Well, that's kind of like... <laughs> when uh, Costanzo ran away in the last episode and you switched from like a gold yeah, Mercedes yeah. to a silver Mercedes. Yeah, exactly. It's like, bro. I know. Gotta knock off the Mercedeses. 
Yeah, you can't keep you can't keep with the same car. Gotta switch it up, man. Gotta switch it up. Every every once in a while, you need a white Bronco. Okay, <laughs> I need that car. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, they're coming out with the Ford Bronco again. No, they are, but it's like in 2020, and it's not going to look like the OJ Bronco. Oh well, damn. Who, I know who, it's a bummer. Like, what's the point at that point? There isn't one, but I still I want a white Bronco because of OJ, or just because you want a white Bronco? Unclear. Okay. So. You're like, I'm that much of a true crime nerd that I I might just want the car. It could be just the car. Well, this is like when I was doing some research for our podcast logo and I looked up the shoe from the Heaven's Gate cult and found out that if you want like an original one, it's like seven grand, but that Nike also released like an un-Heaven's Gate edition that looks kind of like it. (gasps) That's like 80 bucks a pair. And I was like fuck i might need those <laughs> are those available for purchase now they are on nike.com um i don't know they were on ebay i was on ebay okay that that. that makes more sense because i feel like if i go to nike.com and look for the unheavens gate <laughs> or whatever like, um did you mean psychiatric yeah. evaluation yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah ebay's the place to go for that kind of shit i know probably even a white bronco you know what you're probably not wrong i'll find it <laughs> So in the middle of the night, Yogini and Anugitin snuck into the offices and they tossed the office as they like to do. Um, And they placed eight candles inside cardboard squares soaked with lighter fluid and lit the candles. Damn. Yeah, they really wanted to torch this fucker. So they snuck out the windows. Okay. Then they shut them. So there was no oxygen. Right. So the fire went out. Right. Oh, dummies. I mean, there were two small fires, but everybody was back to work in a week. And even though the computer went, they kind of burned the computer. They didn't do anything to the hard drive. So all your files are safe. Yeah. So everything was fine. It was more just like a mild inconvenience than anything. Fires need oxygen to live. This is what I'm saying. These guys are not good criminals. Basic science. Yes. They're like just tossing desks. Can't even light shit on fire right. No, they can't. Um, and they get worse. And things keep getting worse for them. And in that May, there was a state hearing that was finally exposing all of the improper construction going on at the ranch. Okay. So, in typical Rajneeshi style, they contaminated the drinking water. With, At this point, people have to expect it. I like, mean, you have to um, at the case with Haldol to try to derail the hearing. So it actually is really scary because the Oregon's chief electrical inspector got sick. Right. Um, of course. But then also the assistant um, assistant attorney general, Karen Green, she began while she was talking during the case, her jaw froze inexplicably. <gasps> Oh, damn. Then when she was walking back to the office, her whole body froze in (gasps) place. Oh, shit. Yeah. But the poisoning still did nothing, and the hearings officer proposed a $1 million fine against the commune for wiring. Oh, God. Really? Because all that illegal electrical wiring to tap everything and... Right. And wiring for buildings that were going to be built or were built and... But also, I'm like... Nothing for the poison water? Like, are people still not catching on? I 
I wonder if they just didn't have proof because if it's circumstantial, yeah. I mean, it's like, hey, it's a coincidence. But every time I'm with like, it's like if every time I hung out with you, I went home and shit my pants. I'd be like, I feel like Paige is doing something to me, but I don't right. know what. Right. And I, I can't like, prove it. Yeah. I mean, if I went to a restaurant, like full disclosure, there's one thing at Chili's that will <laughs> undoubtedly make me shit my pants every time. It's delicious. <laughs> is it worth it? It's so worth it. Okay. Like I have, I gamble every time. <laughs> And and without fail, like everything in my stomach, Irish goodbyes. Like it's really bad. Um, what is it? It's the honey chipotle chicken crispers. <laughs> like I shouldn't be that, but like, but here's the thing. I like after the first or second time, I was like, oh yeah, that's it's what that. it is. It's that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how? <sighs> this one's on us. Like. This, I know, yeah. especially in the Sai Baba episode, we're like, how are people believing this? But like now I'm like, how are we not like Stopping doing and something? Acknowledging, I know. Um, but during this time, the feds were still investigating the commune for uh, immigration fraud. Ooh, so oh, okay, because they brought everybody. Yeah, they had so many people there, and it's not like they were all there legally. Right, right. So Attorney General Dave Fraunmeyer um, was winning case after case against the Rajneeshis. I mean, they really didn't stand a chance. And the legal staff of the commune told the guru that it was a lost cause. But again, he still wanted them to keep going. Losing the case against them for declaring it an illegal city, which they did lose meant they were going to lose their worldwide base for their cult. And right. he wasn't prepared to just let all that go. Right, right. While all of these cases were going on, Sheila was actually in Australia fucking up more business deals <laughs> uh, and using her favorite tricks, eavesdropping, drugging, everything yep. to kind of get what she wanted. But she in the end, the business that she invested in tanked and she lost a million dollars, which was a million dollars of the commune's money. Ooh. So now they have a million dollars lost from that, a million dollars that they lost in their settlement against them or in their case against them. So it would just not getting good. But (laughs) the guru still wanted more Rolls Royces, even though this was. Wait, wait, he's still on that Rolls Royce. He's still on that Rolls Royce. He's still like, I know everything's crumbling around us and we'll never have the city that we wanted. But like. At least I have this car, At least car, I though. have Rolls Royces. How am I going to get that Rolls Royce, though? <laughs> How am I going to get that Rolls Royce, though? Um, this hobby of his was costing the commune $200,000 a month. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and he wanted a $1 million watch. And he told Sheila to divert any of the funds for the commune to to that. Damn, cost. this is exactly like Creflo Dollar, where he has people give... <laughs> tithe offerings and then he buys a plane <laughs> that's exactly right yeah except it's in his name like his name says yeah. i'm gonna take your money <laughs> right exactly um so while all this was going on a former sannyasin won a lawsuit against the commune for a loan that had not been repaid Ooh. she got 1.7 million dollars oh shit. so they're losing money by they're the millions money yeah, yeah. it's hemorrhaging money Sheila tried to poison her too, but it didn't work. Oh my God, Sheila. Yeah. Baby, maybe you're not cut out to poison people. No, she's really terrible at it. She's got like, what is she like? Like seven to one losses? (laughs) Like, yeah, it's not, she's not good at this. But at this point, she decides, especially now, okay, people really have to die. Right. Which she said before. Get a gun, Sheila. (laughs) I know. Well, they do. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. And so she 
called a meeting with all the commune leaders and asked them if they were all cowards. And they were like, no, we just, I mean. We're just real tired of you wasting all this poison. We're just kind of <laughs> over this. like Right. You know. We were thinking we would get some yogurt and then maybe <laughs> get kind of weird with it. Get kind of weird with the yo play. Um, so she'd spent the last four years developing this commune and she was just not ready to let it go. Even though all, even though all signs pointed to just like drop it. Yeah. It's yeah. over. It's, it's time to peace out. Yeah. And many of the leaders started to speak up and say, like, look, we're not down with murder. Right. And she just berated right. them. Oh, man. See, that's rough. When when you have to defend, like, hey, um, I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer, but, like, murder <laughs> is bad. Like, murder, it's not okay. Like, I, I'm not, I mean, I don't want to, you know take sides but i like that they're from the south now <laughs> yeah, i'm not sure why my voices make no sense <laughs> i'm not a talented impressionist oh nor am i <laughs> no but so they they're all arguing like okay look we've tried poisoning we've tried killing and that, we're not good at it they had at this point poisoned 700 people <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> never Wait, not successfully though right like, well like, they'd they'd gotten sick but they didn't get the outcome they wanted right right oh so this is really just getting ridiculous they also had torched the county planning office right. which didn't work out they exploited a ton of homeless people that didn't work out and through all of that they cost oregon taxpayers over a hundred thousand dollars just trying to get the homeless people back to where they came from oh my god yeah they're not good at anything no the, this is like a failure of a cult. yeah i told you they're really bad at absolutely everything clearly clearly yeah so the guru though he had unwavering disciples who would still just do anything for him regardless. And Sheila went to him to kind of solidify that fact and say like, yes, I want them to do whatever it takes. And she gets him on a tape saying if 10,000 people have to die for him, so be it. No. Yeah. Yeah. So their number one target at this point was Charles Turner, who was the U S attorney for Oregon investigating the commune for immigration fraud. Uh, Okay. And um, an insider to Turner had actually told the Rajneeshis that the case against them was pretty strong and they were probably going to lose. Right, right. Um, But so they had developed, the Rajneeshis developed a plan to gun him down on his way home from work. Shit. They purchased untraceable pistols and that was their first order of business. And then they set up their safe house again. So twice. No. Two Sanyasins sat in a McDonald's watching him. And debated, like, okay, now we're going to shoot him. But then they realized they didn't have an escape plan. So they were like, whatever, I'm just going to get some fries. No yeah. way. Two times. Twice, twice. Twice. People were like, uh, yeah. I gotta go away. Right. Can so I, they got I, McFlurries and went home. I See, I picture them being like, yeah, 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 we'll gun him down. Can I get a number two? Right. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so at the top of their list also is Dave Frondmeyer, the state attorney general. And... To confirm where he lived, one Rajneeshi posed as a Bible salesman to go to his front door and just be like, oh, yeah, that's where he lives. We're Real good. subtle. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if his little orange robe was poking out underneath his little suit. <laughs> I'm a little Bible, Bible salesman. You look like a Rajneeshi. Yeah. Uh, you know what? You're wearing the beads. You know, yeah. <laughs> no, no. This is Jesus. Why does he have a Rolls Royce? Jesus doesn't have beads like that. Oh, 
actually, I mean, there's a rosary, but there's not like Jesus's face on every bead, right? You know, I've never, I haven't been to every mission gift shop, but I think there probably is at some point. Okay, well, his, these guys' beads don't have Jesus hanging from them. Right, right. That's the thing. Like, I'm picturing that, like, these beads are huge, and then they have, like, a Rolls Royce hood ornament. Right, exactly. (laughs) It's just, like, right in the center. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so they confirmed where he lived and hatched their plan. Their third target was James Comedy, who was recovering from ear surgery at St. Vincent's Hospital, which is actually where I went when I had knee trouble. Oh, hey. Um, hey, shout out. So his assassination attempt was thwarted because that nurse, Puya, she was going to go inject his IV with uh, adrenaline, I believe, and something like else. Crank? Basically. Oh, my God. See, but this she, nurse, I don't think she's a very good nurse. No, she sucks. But yeah. she gets there, and he's not hooked up to an IV, so she's like, well, shit. <laughs> so she leaves, and he's fine. I can't just stab him in the shoulder with this shit. No. <laughs> so um, he's fine. Right. Nothing happens to him either. Anyway, no one's dead. So, at this point, Sheila had targeted people on the ranch as well. His personal doctor, who I had mentioned before, Swami Devaraj, and his caretaker, Yoga Vivek, Ma Yoga Vivek, they were both targets at this point. Oh, wow. And they're his nearest and dearest. They're his nearest and dearest, and she thinks that they're bad for him. And her proof that they're bad is that she had a recording um, of the doctor totally doing a Michael Jackson thing. He agreed to get the guru medication that he could take should he decide he wants to commit suicide. Oh, shit. Yeah. Which I'm not saying Michael Jackson committed suicide, but you know what I mean. Like, he had weird drugs on hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, those are they give them to cancer patients sometimes, too. Where, like, if you're really near the end, where it's like, this pill will let you just drift off into twilight sleep. Oh, it's so scary, though. Yeah. So, anyway. I mean, but that sounds better. Yeah. I mean, typically. Yeah. Um, So, Ma Nand Ava and Ma Nand Su, a.k.a. Susan Hagen, (laughs) were sent to kill Ma Yoga Vivek. And they had an ether-soaked rag that they were going to (laughs) knock her out with. And then they were going to inject her with potassium and adrenaline. Oh god! Is this a Simpsons episode? They're like, so fucking shit. just their their plans Tom are so and rudimentary and just the shit out yeah. of this. So they go to her door to open it up and you know get her knocked out and inject her, but the door was locked and they didn't have the key, so they were like, eh. <laughs> so they go home. <laughs> I feel like they forget the smallest. <laughs> But most, but most integral yeah. details. Like, oh, we don't have an escape route. Oh, we don't have a key. Right. I'm like, what? where was this in the plane? This is what I'm phase? talking about. They're the worst murderers ever. Are they on, like, heavy doses of LSD? Because, like, I look at other cults so. that did this level of planning and, and weirdness, and Om Shinrikyo comes to mind, and they were just, like, constantly on LSD. So right. I kind of understand it. But, like... This I don't know that these people were. I didn't find anything indicating that they were. I could be wrong, but I think they're just really shitty murderers. <laughs> just shitty at their jobs. But, like, most criminals are, if yeah, you think yeah, about yeah. it. Like, pretty much everyone gets caught. Yes, that, that's true. No I mean, one's good at this. Except for Eurons, but yeah. yeah well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So, then there's a festival at the ranch called the World Festival, and Ma Shanti Bhadra tries to poison Swami Devaraj, the doctor, 
um, they're all sitting there in a circle together and clapping and there's music and it's all crazy. And she tries to inject him with adrenaline in the butt and she does. Okay. But he's like, I literally felt that. Like, I know what you're doing. <laughs> I, you just poisoned me, you fucking idiot. So he just gets up. Anyone can feel a needle. Like, why would you think? Yeah. Oh, good lord. So he almost dies, but makes it. Because he's like, I know what just happened. I'm I now to go going to, to seek medical now. help. Yeah. So he does. Um, and the guru actually ordered Shanti Bhadra to be drugged and questioned about the whole thing but sheila ignores that request <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so um once none of this pans out they again have a meeting and my yoga video is just like look all the murder plans i'm assuming are off the table because we're clearly not very good at this right. and i want no part of it i'm done and sheila's like if you're done i'm gonna kill your husband Oh, so Vidya completely loses it, starts convulsing and crying. And Shanti Bhadra, who just tried to kill Swami Devaraj and who was supposed to shoot Turner, was told to calm Vidya down. Um, But when she sees Vidya, she's like, you know what? I'm also over this. Like, (laughs) I'm not into this anymore. Mama didn't raise no failure. No. And I need to go on with it. We're done now. So all the murder plots ended and Sheila eventually flees to Europe. And actually some of her really dedicated followers went with her. Um, and she brought with her selected taped conversations of the guru and any evidence of wrongdoing. Oh, the ranch comes to an end. Yeah. Um, there's then a big press conference and the guru tells everyone everything and blames Sheila and her little gang of assholes for everything. And her love of poisoning. Right. And the Oregonians and Rajneeshis, too, were stunned. Because, like I said, a lot of them were just like, we had no idea. Like, we knew shit right. was weird. We didn't know it was this weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so new lawyers are hired by the new commune leaders. And the guru told them to just be honest about everything. So state and federal investigators get involved. And they go through the commune with a fine-toothed comb. And Krishna Deva, the Rajneesh Puram... Rancho Rajneesh mayor and trusted ally of Sheila um, and Ava as well. All part of the little dirty trick squad that they had struck deals. Um, Krishna Deva's statement took eight days and it was 96 pages long. Holy crap. And for the next several months, member after member of the commune came in and admitted to criminal conduct on behalf of the commune. So there were charges all up and down this place, including murder or no <laughs> attempted murder, big time attempted murder, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, assault, arson, immigration, fraud, wiretapping and conspiracy. I love that they attempted murder 700 times, like so many times. They did, did not, not kill a one, <laughs> did not kill a one. Like if I had that kind of a record at my day job, I would be fired. Yeah, they're terrible they're at their job. Terrible at it. Yeah. So Sheila and Ma Ananpuya, the nurse, and Shanti Bhadra, also, they all struck deals. And they did time in federal prison. Damn. The guru tried to leave and go back to India and hide. But he was caught in North Carolina and extradited back to Portland. He struck a deal and he was deported uh, and as a convicted felon um, wow. for immigration crime. Okay. Um, all the Rajneeshi corporations went bankrupt. Um, all the poisoning victims were suing the commune and the state continued to press their case against the city of Rajneeshpuram. 
the insurance company foreclosed on the ranch. They actually sold it to a wealthy rancher from Montana who started a Christian youth organization called Young Life. I know Young Life. Yeah. So oh, that's damn. there now. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So all the Rajneeshis dispersed. The guru went back to India and renamed himself Osho. He died in 1990. Um, But he did continue to run meditation centers all over the world, and they're still active. Other members went back to a normal life and just kind of pretended that none of this ever happened. (laughs) And Sheila... Why do you have so many red dresses? (laughs) Oh, you know what? I just went through a phase. It was just a phase. My mom said that in the 80s, whenever her and her girlfriends would go out, if one of them was like dressed in a pink dress or red or whatever, they'd be like, oh, so you're dressed as a Rajneeshi tonight? (laughs) Damn. (laughs) So Sheila... Now lives in Switzerland. She's alive and well. You're kidding. Yeah, no. And she blames Oregon for everything and will not talk about any of her crimes. What? So she's like not in prison. She's nope. just like out. She's out. Good lord. How many people do you, how many people do you think she's tried to poison since? That's a good question because she she's like willy nilly about she it. She is hell bent on yeah. poison. She loves that shit. Damn. I don't think she's ever successfully killed anyone, though. That's terrifying. Because, like, that's... Yeah. Now I'm going to have to, like, only drink bottled drinks because we talked about Sheila. <laughs> yeah, remember Sheila. Oh, shit. Whenever shit. anyone, like, forget sketchy dudes at a club. Think about Sheila. I mean, like, also think about sketchy dudes Yeah, I mean, maybe, you know... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pay like, attention. Like both of them, but, you know... Stay woke, people. Stay, yeah, stay aware <laughs> of your surroundings, especially around dudes or ladies named Sheila. Yeah. Um. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. That's I'm I'm still dumbfounded at how terrible they were. They're okay. really bad. This is really bad. I mean, that's like Elmer Fudd. Like, like he goes <laughs> yeah, they bumble fucked their way through this. They cult. they stumble bumbled their way through the eighties. Yeah, they really did. Intensely bad. I know. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Marie. Yeah, anytime. And you know, if you think you're in a cult. Call a friend, call a family member, someone not in the cult, or call 911 and let them know, like, hey, I think I'm in a cult. I yes. need to get out. Please, somebody pick me up. Help. In yes. a Rolls Royce. And don't drink the Kool-Aid. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid. 